Hey everybody, this is Jonathan Hoffman, Windsor District Baptist Church, filling in for Arden Beach in the host seat here at This Week at Windsor. Arden's down in the snow, making snow angels, having snowball fights, manufactured snow, all sorts of fun. But it's great to be here with you, and I'm really excited because this week at Windsor, I have a very special guest, a long-tenured member of our community, Kathy Johnson. Welcome, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Jonathan. You're kind of famous in these parts for... Yeah, like it's the Wild West. You're sort of famous in these parts for uh, uh, your ministry with children. Tell us a bit about how how did you get into ministering to children? Um, I think I started doing ministry with children when I was about 15. So back then, the church I went to needed a piano player for the kindergarten department. And my mother very skillfully thought I might be able to do that, being a piano player as I was. So she asked me to go down and have a look, and I've kind of been involved with kids' ministry ever since. So how did you go from being a piano player to, like, what was that transition? Did You just hung around long enough? and they... Yeah, well, when you're the piano player, you have to be there for the whole morning because they used to have the offering song, oh, Hear yes. the Pennies Dropping, <laughs> even though it was not Penny, so I'm not Hold on, that was that the name of the song, Hear the Pennies Dropping? Hear the Pennies Dropping, listen. Hear wow. the pennies dropping, listen why they they fall. Everyone for Jesus, he shall have them all. Wow. Shame I can't remember useful things, but I can remember that song. And then we'd have another little song before the Bible lesson and another little going home song. So if you were the piano player, you were there for the morning. You also work with children in your professional capacity. Mm-hmm. What do you love about working with kids? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Maybe I shouldn't assume that. But, um. <laughs> no, I do like working with them. I don't know. I, I didn't sort of feel like when I was little that I would always be a teacher. But I guess when I did the HSC, I looked at things I could do and just sort of thought, oh, yeah, I might do teaching. And it's worked out well for me. I'm still there all these years on. I think working with children every day is different. Uh, every child is different. So it's always a really interesting job. And ultimately, it's really lovely seeing little people grow up and seeing them learn things and knowing that you've had a bit of a role in that journey. What would you say is different moving from a public space in the public education system to working with children in a faith community? And how do you, do you try to engage them in the same way? Do you have a different approach? I think on a Sunday, you're obviously your focus is different. You're not trying to educate them, you know, in reading, writing, mathematics, you're trying to build relationships with them and ultimately you want them to build a relationship with Jesus. So I think that community aspect and that building relationship aspect is different because obviously at a school you're keeping a bit of a gap between who you are and who they are. You're not trying to be you know, in that sort of community with them. Now tell us a bit about what you did for the bulk of the time that you've we're serving at WDBC. I know we're going to get to in the new season that you're in in just a moment, but for those people who maybe are new to our faith community or who are just sort of listening in on this conversation, what has your history of involvement been with children's ministry? Yes. So for many years, I headed up the kindergarten or the preschool group for Sunday school as it was back then. And I started leading that when my twins were about two. Uh, I'd been involved before that and a little bit of a segue the last three leaders of the kindergarten group all ended up having twins. So after that, nobody wanted to take the role on, maybe for obvious reasons. 
But I really loved doing it when my twins were little because it mm. gave me a break from just doing baby things. Mm. And then I just, I guess, kept doing it. Um, I enjoyed it. Always different things you were trying to bring in, different passes you were working with, different children, different numbers. So there's a lot of variety. And then COVID came and I guess it was another big change for everybody. Yeah, and at the end of that season I felt God was calling me out of that. So take me through, give me like your ideal Sunday. Like you're, you're a teacher in a children's ministry. Maybe you had that golden Sunday where, you know, the ideal, the perfect, you walked out of the, the Sunday school room thinking, man, that was I was here and I just witnessed something special. What happened? I don't know if I can say there was a perfect Sunday. But I think what always surprised me was activities that you didn't necessarily think would be so amazing became real highlights. One of my favourite weeks was the week we baptised Barbie and we had the Barbie paddle pool and we baptised Barbie and we were doing this in preparation for going in to watch an actual baptism. But I can't think who I was working with but I know that uh, the people I was working with and myself, we actually had tears in our eyes when we were oh. baptising Barbie and she was making, declaring her faith and it was quite moving for us all out there. And then we took the kids into church and they were really excited to actually see the real baptism and I felt like that was a really good example of teaching the kids what the, what faith is about and what baptism's about and then letting them see that in real life. So that that was a pretty cool morning. Now, you have to have some horror stories, I imagine. Is there is there a Sunday where you thought, what am I doing? How did I get myself into this? Give me, give me some of the, the horror stories. Well, they probably involve my own children, most of my horror stories. But I, th- I think for me the discouraging times would be when you'd get everything prepared and you'd think things were going to be fantastic. And then for whatever reason you might have had two or three children turn up instead of 15 or 16 and I think that was always... Not a horror story, but that would be discouraging. You think mm. oh, we put all this work in, and there's nobody here to enjoy it or mm. to get anything out of it. Mm. You know, all kids are different. Some kids are more challenging than mothers, and that's just part of teaching. So I don't remember any days that were particularly terrible. Now we're entering into a bit of a new season here at Windsor. Uh, tell us a bit about what's coming. Uh, I think starting this Sunday. Starting this Sunday, so it's going to be quite different. So um, before this. We basically had the same team working each week and we had people come in and help us out doing little guest spots. But now we've moved to a model where uh, we've got a lot more different volunteers, different people coming in for a few weeks at a time. And, yeah, that's going to have advantages and challenges. But I'm really excited to see all the different people that have stepped up and I think they're going to bring some really, really good different dimensions to the activities that we've got planned. New curriculum... New groups, haven't seen the kids for a while, so new kids, so I'm looking forward to it. Tell us a bit about the curriculum. I understand that uh, we're going with a pretty robust yep. uh, package. Tell us a bit about that. So we're going with the Think Orange curriculum and that's got a preschool group and our other group is going to be K-6 to and basically that gives us everything we need. They're really big on partnering with parents, which is I think going to work really well for us as a church. They basically start off in small groups, then they move to a big group activity where they're having their Bible lesson, their memory verse, their worship time, and then the kids will go back into small groups to talk about what they've learned. Really cool media, good music. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. You're a parent. I'm a parent. 
I find that one of the more difficult spaces for parents these days to engage in with their children is actually the faith space and talking about their relationship with God. I wonder if you might have, you know, just uh, a lesson or two or a couple of things that you maybe learned in interacting with children in a spiritual in a spiritual type of conversation. Uh, what are some encouragements that you might give to parents as they try to disciple their children to know Jesus? I think one encouragement I would give as a parent is that it doesn't necessarily have to be the things that you're strategically doing that will have the biggest impact. It might be really random things, you know, the day mum that you did with us or the day we talked about that or opportunities in the car that end up being really significant for your kids. So I think sometimes we stress about doing things at the right time or in the right way and I don't think we need to be that stressed. I really like the orange um, curriculum because it's got little devotionals and for the little people it's got bath time, cuddle time, bedtime and just little simple things you can say and do with your kids which I think just helps to focus. And there's devotionals for the older kids which you can do with your kids which I think will be good. Um, I know for my kids, I don't think we were brilliant at family devotionals and I think this might have helped us do better. But hopefully if, if your kids know that you love God and you value spending time with God and you love going to church and being with God's people, they pick up on that. They pick up on all the incidental things. They definitely are always watching your children and, and just seeing what you're doing and responding to that. Now take me through a little bit of the logistics if you don't mind. So if I show up here this Sunday, what am I going to do? If I have kids with me and I want to get them uh, participating in this program, what would I do? Well, it'd be really good if you've pre-registered them. That would be great and that's available on the website. That just gives us an idea of any special needs your child might have and just gives us a little bit of an idea about how many kids of different ages that we're expecting and that'll be for the term. Um, then when you arrive, bring them to the appropriate group and we'll direct you to where that is. And then they need to be signed in and then you can go and worship in peace and then we will return them to you towards the end of church. That will be how we're handing them back to you. That's right. So for those who maybe have been a part of this community in the past, rather than sending kids out from the service, we're actually going to start the kids in their respective classes yep. and then we will bring them back in towards the end of the service and we'll all finish in worship together yeah. in the auditorium. It'd be nice to worship together as a family at the end. That's great. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I've seen a little bit of this curriculum and I've been able to take maybe a, a sneak peek, mm. if you will. And I can tell you, it's a long way from the goldfish crackers they used to throw, <laughs> <laughs> they used to throw at us and, and a few coloring sheets. I mean, nothing wrong with coloring sheets, but uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I know my kids are excited. Well, as excited as preteens can be, but, you know, they're, they're showing little hints of enthusiasm. So thank you. Thank you so much for your um yeah, for, for your input and your hard work into this ministry. Now, in the past, I should have maybe mentioned this earlier. In the past, you served as a leader of a particular age group. Can you tell us a bit about your role now? What's your position? And how is that maybe different from what you did in the past? So now what I'm doing is just um, basically being the overseer of the whole ministry, so both groups. And basically what I'm trying to do is coordinate what's going on, make sure that the people that are on each week have everything prepared for them, know exactly what's expected of them and support them to do that. 
we have a lot of people now that are just starting out, that um, don't have formal teaching qualifications but are really keen to work with children. And so I want to really support those people so it's a positive experience for them. And Kathy's being very uh, modest. Her title formally, which I get is hard to say <laughs> for yourself, her title formally with us is the Children's Ministry Director. So uh, please orchestrate and direct away. <laughs> we very much look forward to, to you discharging that ministry uh, among us. So thanks for your time. Thank you. We'll see you on Sunday. I'll be here. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Jonathan Hoffman here with Tim McManus. Tim McManus, what are you doing here, Tim? What's your role here at WDBC? Uh, my role here is um, a student pastor. Yeah, I started that uh, at the start of this year. When did you guys actually come down to Windsor? Because you're not originally from here. Yeah, I grew up in um, Western Sydney in St. Clair. And then when I was about 18, 19, I moved up to Crafton. And that's where I started attending church up there, and then we moved down here. So who's the we? Tell me who's uh, – you we, said yeah. we moved down here. Who's who's in we. the we for people who, who may not know you very well? Yeah, uh, we uh, – in 2019, the we was uh, my wife Haley, myself, and Tobias, my son, and Hadassah. She was a newborn at the time. Uh, and now there's one extra, uh, Thea, who is uh, t- about to turn one in November. So – How's that going? Like, I find when the when the kids outnumber the adults, it's yeah. sort of moving from a man to man to his own defense. Like, how, yeah. how are you finding the three kids? Yeah, three kids is much of the same, but a little bit different, I guess. I think when you have one, that's a big shock. But and then two, it's just double the trouble. And three, I don't know. It's Everyone you've already got two, so it's not. I don't know. It's not, it hasn't been too crazy, but getting everyone in the car and things like that just take an extra minute. Let's wind the clock back to 2019 yes tell me your first impressions when you showed up here at Windsor just give it to me straight (laughs) um well I already kind of knew of the place because I had met you previously uh in Grafton and I knew about you because of um not to say you are Windsor but (laughs) but uh I knew of Windsor and, and yourself uh through Stephen and when we first turned up here for one of our first weeks before we actually signed up for for coming down here, it was exciting. You know, you, did, you got to go to Macca's and get a coffee before you came to the service, and it had a nice chill feel. And I don't know, there was just a nice big church, big place. Yeah, it was it was good. I'll never forget when you first came here. You first showed up. Yeah, I'm sort of attuned as a pastor to who's going to be a visitor who walks in the door. If I see a new face, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I introduce myself to that person. Yeah. Here I am giving away trade secrets, but when a visitor <laughs> walks in, I'm used to saying, okay, I got to go see that person. Well, I remember you came in. I had met you once before, ironically, at a McDonald's. It was very, it was very quick, but you came in, I recognized your face and you actually pulled me aside into my office before the service, and you're like, I'd like to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. There's this guy coming in. He's like, I'm going to pray for the pastor. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, I think – I don't know why I was down here so early. Oh, I think I was doing study in, in Western Sydney. That's why I was coming down. But, yeah, I do remember praying for you. Yeah, I thought – I kind of knew you, and I – yeah, you were here looking a bit frazzled, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not uncommon, yes. Getting yes. get ready for, you know, the Sunday. Um, and, yeah, no, I didn't 
see anyone else praying with you. So I thought, so I thought I'll, I'll pray for you and the message. And now, I've gotten to know you a bit over the last few years, and I think one of the great things that you bring to the fellowship is that you have that little bit extra boldness that maybe some people don't have. Like you, you're not afraid to just go for it. Does it feel like you're actually putting yourself out there when you, you know, engage a non-Christian with the gospel or when you just ask somebody about a spiritual conversation or is that just you being you? Yeah. I think it used to be a bit of like, Oh, I did this thing or I'm doing this thing. But I think it's just become second nature to hit more at a, more at a heart level with people or a spiritual level. I just find myself, transitioning to that naturally and probably as time has gone by um yeah i don't try as force it as much as i probably did before or it's just more natural or organic which is even more beneficial i think yeah you know we have just scores tons of people listening to this so you know all (laughs) those people who are listening out there (laughs) <laughs> the, the many myriads. I'm sure there's some in there. I say all this tongue-in-cheek, as, as I know you know. Uh, but for those who are listening, um, can you tell us, what would you encourage them if they find themselves maybe not as bold? What what helped you be more forthright? It could be anything. I mean, maybe it's evangelizing, but just being forthright and maybe being a little less uh, reserved. Yeah, I think listening to the Spirit was probably the biggest thing and being obedient to it. That's what I found was the key. Uh, a part of that would be just like feeling like I should say something or interject or uh, most of the time actually that I find when I do have spiritual conversations, uh, it's just me listening to the person really. I, I barely say too much. It's usually just listening to their story and reflective listening and maybe helping them reframe how they're seeing their situation in the lens of how God sees it or in light of the gospel, it's mostly listening really. So people usually have a lot to say and a lot of people um, I find don't actually get listened to. And so as soon as you're a listening ear, the the conversation just keeps flowing because they've got someone to talk to. It's been a few years now. Looking back, what are some things that you thought might happen while you were here (laughs) that didn't and maybe some things that you didn't think that would happen but did? I thought I would come down here and just smash up my studies and get all those things out of the way and be done with that like formal stage of um, of my life. Um, that was not the case. <laughs> I'm now, you know, doing a master's, so that's I'm still studying. I'm still in that kind of phase of life at the moment. That was kind of like, yeah, my ambition, I guess, and probably it was just I thought I could achieve uh, things how I how Tim thinks, but um, that's often not the case with, uh, with God or yeah. One of the ways we're planning to drive up listenership on this conversation is by breaking some news. And I hear that you've come on today to break some news for us. Can you, uh, share some breaking news? I don't have a little cool loop, uh, to play, but (laughs) (laughs) just imagine (laughs) that's right. The little ticker at the bottom. Uh, yeah. What's, what's the breaking news you have for us, Tim? Yeah. Breaking news. Um, Yes, us and the family feel like we've been called to move from Windsor and um, that looks like us moving very soon to back to our hometown in Grafton. I think the Lord has called us there and so we'll be finishing up um, our placement here uh, come the, the week of August. Um, we'll be 
wrapping up and finishing. So um, that's the news. The sad but exciting but sad news as we yeah, let people know that we're, we're moving back. I'm going to give the collective sigh for everyone. Oh, man. <laughs> everyone could just do that along with me. Yeah. Uh, we are – we're going to miss you and we're going to yeah. miss Haley. We're going to miss your family. You guys have been such uh, – a life-giving, humble, selfless part of our community. Uh, you've definitely stepped into the gap when we've had gaps and you've you've thrown yourself into ministry, and I know we've benefited. I know I speak for many people um, who really appreciate just your presence here, not just in ministry, but your presence here in our community, your presence here on the site. I know that that's not often been an easy situation uh, to live in, especially with, with young children, but... You guys have definitely brought so much life, and we're sad to see you go, even as we're excited about what God has in store. Um, but we are going to be celebrating you on that last Sunday that you're here, which is? Oh, the 31st the of, July. of July. There we go. Yeah, whatever that date is. 31st of July. There we go. 31st, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to serve the community of Windsor and get to know everybody. And, yeah, everyone here at Windsor is a uh, family to us and yeah, it's sad to leave uh, and yeah, it's always difficult to yeah leave. There's no easy way about that. Yeah. Well, we won't do it now. We won't, we won't belabor this now, but yeah. thank you for breaking the news with us. Thanks for letting us know. Um, for those of you who are a part of our fellowship, we really do encourage you to come on the 31st of July. We're going to be farewelling Tim and Haley and their family. Uh, it's a great chance to, to pray for them, to express words of encouragement, um, to express your gratitude for their ministry and their time here. Uh, we know we know that we're going to miss you guys, and we're looking forward to celebrating you on the 31st of July. Thanks for stepping in today, Tim. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. We'll have to do it again. Maybe we'll have you. Maybe we'll have you back. Come back and update us on a few yeah, things. Appreciate it. Well, it's been a great time catching up this week. Arden, we missed you as uh, always. We're looking forward to when you can come back and bless us with your wit and your grace. A rare combination, that is. Uh, but for Arden Beach in his absence, for Tim McManus and for Kathy Johnson, I'm Jonathan Hoffman saying thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>